0: While the coronavirus pandemic continues to wreak havoc globally, the 21-day lockdown in India to control the spread of the virus has been extended by another 19 days till 3rd of May. Many of the restrictions imposed in the first phase of the lockdown will remain in force in the second phase as well. But to limit the impact on the economy, the government has allowed some sectors to resume their activities partially. The Ministry of Home Affairs issued a set of guidelines on 15th of April detailing some relaxations that would be allowed from 20th of April. What do these guidelines really mean? And what impact will these interim measures have on the key sectors of the economy? Let's take a deep dive with AKB to understand. What do the lockdown guidelines tell us about the government's plan for tackling the COVID-19 crisis?
1: Well, uh, when the economic uh, lockdown uh, was imposed uh, on the whole country uh, on the night of uh, March 24, Uh, It was very clear then uh, that uh, this lockdown must also have an exit plan. Uh, Any such lockdown uh, has to be uh, withdrawn uh, in a manner uh, so that uh, the gains that you uh, thought had secured through the lockdown are are, uh, sustained. Uh, The danger uh, of a lockdown is If you lift the lockdown in one go, uh, then uh, the the benefits that you thought you had gained for uh, the system, for the health system, for controlling the spread of the virus, uh, they may be frittered away. Uh, So while the Prime Minister uh, talked about an extension of the lockdown till 3rd of May, The guidelines actually reveal the government's plan for a phased and staggered lifting of the lockdown. So the central message of the guidelines is to lay down a roadmap in which uh, you will see the lockdown to be lifted gradually uh, and in a phased manner and keeping in mind the areas where the disease has spread uh, at an alarming rate, uh, what are called the hotspots, what are called the containment zones. Uh, So the relaxation will largely take place uh, in areas uh, where uh, the containment uh, has been fairly successful. Uh, That's one. The second message that I see from this Is that a large segment uh, of the rural economy has uh, been given uh, a lot of uh, relaxation in terms of the lockdown? There was this view earlier that the rural economy has been hit very hard. So, whether it is agricultural activity or whether it is uh, industrial units uh, in rural India that have Uh, got the benefit. The third broad message that I get from these guidelines is uh, that uh, the states uh, had given a a lot of suggestions to the center uh, on how uh, the lockdown uh, should be extended. I think the center has, has followed a middle path while the center has accepted the broad message that the lockdown must be extended but at the same time uh, it has uh, uh, it has laid out a plan for a phased uh, lifting uh, or relaxation of the lockdown but in consultation and the enforcement uh, in consultation with the states and the enforcement responsibility is largely left with the state government
0: what provisions do the guidelines make for uh, the agriculture sector?
1: Well, you know, uh, even before when uh, the the lockdown guidelines uh, uh, were announced, uh, uh, agricultural activities were uh, spared from the impact of the lockdown. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the enforcement agencies did not uh, pay heed to the guidelines which clearly exempted farm work, field work, uh, uh, even the Monday work uh, to be exempted from the lockdown. Uh, I think what these guidelines do is, 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 is to reiterate this earlier principle uh, that uh, the field work on the on the on the ground, the farm work the Monday work, the Agricultural Produce Committee's Mondays, their work should go unimpeded. I think that's a reiteration and a sort of clarification. The new element in the guidelines announced on April 15th uh, is uh, is the, 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 the norms uh, for uh, the plantation sector, uh, norms uh, for the fisheries sector. Uh, and the norms for uh, um, uh, animal husbandry sector. Uh, but remember, even in the fisheries, the animal husbandry, uh, which is largely poultry, uh, and uh, the, the, um, uh, the plantation sector, the, the restrictions are that the 50% cap on the number of employees to be employed that has been retained. So therefore, uh, the big message uh, from these guidelines as far as India's farm sector is concerned, which employs almost two thirds of India's total population, uh, is that the plantations, animal husbandry and fisheries get uh, some sort of relaxation to resume their operations which had got halted in the last three weeks.
0: What role do you think will states play now, especially as they had left the lockdown decision to the center?
1: I think the states uh, have been given uh, three specific uh, uh, powers in in my view. Uh, These powers uh, were already there, but the guidelines make it very clear. The first uh, responsibility uh, that lies with the states is that they have been given a specific uh, responsibility or the mandate to enforce social distancing uh, in offices when they reopen uh, uh, and uh, also in workplaces and in factories and establishments. So the states have been told that it will be your responsibility to make sure that social distancing norms by the use of masks or whatever manner envy the state government then number two is that the states have been specifically told that no norm under the disaster management act of 2005 should be allowed to be diluted at any level and number three is that states have been given the power and the mandate so to say through these guidelines that if they think that stricter norms need to be imposed in certain places. The states, the state enforcement agencies can impose those norms.
0: So is there any relaxation for uh, the financial sector as well?
1: You see, uh, the banks uh, were already exempted uh, under uh, the um, uh, the, relax- uh, the lockdown norms uh, when they were enforced uh, from the 9th to 24th of March. Uh, Uh, the RBI, the payment mechanism, they were all allowed to function, the ATMs were functioning, the banks uh, had uh, introduced uh, new working hours depending on their availability of manpower and the customer base. Uh, Now what has been done is that the banks have been told that you get back to your normal working hours. I think that to my mind is an important uh, change an uh, important uh, uh, relaxation in the restriction that from 20th April, in zones which are not the hotspots, the banks will be required to operate uh, as normally uh, within those working hours limits as the RBI had enforced. Uh, similarly, the SEBI or the insurance regulator, their work uh, will now. Uh, be continuing to uh, uh, to uh, They they can now function without any any restrictions uh, from 20th April provided their offices do not fall under those zones
0: How will the e-commerce sector and the gig economy function in the second phase of the lockdown?
1: I think uh, there's a big uh, relief uh, for uh, uh, the e-commerce segment Uh, Uh, At a time when uh, physical retail uh, is uh, uh, not uh, functioning uh, and physical retail probably runs the risk uh, of violating the norms of social distancing. Uh, So therefore uh, what the government has done is that in those areas uh, which are uh, not hotspots and from 20th of April, e-commerce activities will be resumed and people Uh, can place orders and e-commerce companies can service those orders in other words the e-commerce riders uh, home delivery of goods of all kinds can be supplied by the e-commerce companies and the manner in which the e-commerce companies have gradually uh, increased their shares i would imagine that more and more physical retail uh, uh, companies Will open an e-commerce wing, and they have already done that most probably, and take advantage of this facility uh, uh, for, for at least the next three weeks, uh, so that uh, they don't lose out on the business opportunities that exist in a situation like this. But in the gig economy, uh, the the issue is whether uh, the the aggregator business. Uh, which is the ride-sharing business, they have not been exempted from uh, the relaxation norms. Even after 20th of April, the uh, ride-sharing companies like Uber and Ola, they are not exempted because they have been treated as part of the public transportation network, like the railways, like the airlines. Uh, like uh, the bus services, public transportation services in various states and cities and towns. The uh, ride-sharing uh, companies uh, uh, are also part of this uh, national lockdown uh, which will continue to remain in force. So therefore, uh, while the gig economy, a large part of the gig economy uh, have not uh, has not got any benefit from these relaxed guidelines but the e-commerce uh, segment which includes uh, companies like zomato or swiggy which grofers which believe which thrive on the principle of uh, home delivery services of goods uh, they will uh, benefit uh, because they don't use public transport they use private transport they can use their riders can use whether the food or whether it is some, some article or some good that you are ordered for and they can be delivered.
0: A little while ago you mentioned the rural economy. Uh, how are these new guidelines going to make an impact on uh, the rural economy?
1: Well, I think uh, first is uh, that uh, uh, a large number, uh, you know, the, the plantation uh, companies, uh, animal husbandry outfits, um then you have fisheries uh, they will uh, will be able to take advantage of the relaxed guidelines uh, so the i do see that the rural economy benefit from that uh, but the bigger benefit will come uh, from the relaxation that the that these guidelines propose from 20th april uh, for any industrial unit or any office uh, that are located in a rural area now if uh, a, a manufacturing unit is located in, in a rural area. Then, up to 50% of their workforce they can operate, which means 50% of their workers can come, and uh, the, the and those uh, units can start operating. I do feel that the rural economy will get a lot of benefit, uh, and uh, they uh, uh, will also benefit from uh, the special dispensation. Uh, that has been created for units under special economic zones. Now in a special economic zone, there is an an access control system that operates that anybody who wants to get in there or get out there has to go through uh, a a monitoring system. Now whenever uh, a a company wants to get uh, their people from any village or any town who work there, Now through that access control system it will be easy to monitor. So all SEZ units have been allowed to function normally and these SEZs are mostly surrounded by rural areas. So there will be a a spin-off benefits for the rural economy around these SEZs, around these industrial units, around many of these these companies that are largely located in, 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 in rural belt
0: there is some confusion about government services so will all government offices start functioning now
1: i think uh, the government officers uh, directive uh, is uh, quite interesting Uh, earlier uh, it was not very clear that uh, up to what level of officers uh, will have to attend uh, their workplace uh, as a matter of uh, as, as a matter of routine now it has been made clear that any officer up to the rank of deputy secretary must come to office Uh, and uh, anybody below that uh, 33 percent of those staff uh, will have to be brought to the office now how that will work out uh, up to the deputy secretary level uh, i can understand that the government system can provide the government transport to fetch them uh, but to what extent uh, uh, the staff Uh, below deputy secretary level up to 33% of the the workforce uh, that will be operated is not very clear because remember that public transportation system uh, is not being resumed. So therefore, if you don't have your own transport, if you don't have your own vehicle, then you cannot attend those offices. But the guidelines clearly say that up to the deputy secretary level, everybody has to attend offices without fail and 33% of people who work who are below the Deputy Secretary level can actually uh, have to come to office maybe alternately. So therefore some uh, transportation arrangements will have to be made. Uh, While the public transportation system uh, is not being resumed at least for this period I do see a tremendous demand for private transport companies to offer their services that demand will be probably something that will take place in this period. So uh,
0: if uh, you were to sum it up what do the MHA guidelines actually mean?
1: Well I think uh, uh, they uh, pave the way uh, for uh, a gradual uh, return to normal economic activity uh, after uh, ensuring that uh, um, Caution is not thrown to the wind. Uh, after ensuring uh, that the whatever gains the economic the, the national lockdown may have secured for the nation in terms of uh, uh, a check on on the spread of the coronavirus disease, uh, those gains are not lost, uh, and therefore the 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 relaxation of the lockdown is gradual, is phased. Uh, remember, the lockdown effect will continue as long as public transport is not resumed. The overall impact of lag- lockdown on the economy will continue as long as uh, all kinds of, uh, of, you know, shopping complexes, malls continue to work under those guidelines, because there is no relaxation for shops or malls to open the 3rd of May will be an important day because if the disease does not spread further, probably one has to see in what way the government relaxes these lockdown guidelines, in what manner and how.
0: Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another deep dive with AKB. As India stays locked down, Business Standard is providing free access to its premium content for a month on businessstandard.com check the link given in the description to claim your free subscription do follow us on youtube facebook twitter instagram and telegram for more